I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Why in particular choose tourism as the industry because I mean to say I, I I know you've seen the potential for the Philippines right from, from what you said it's it's very inspiring but among the different industries which you chose why go tourism is that something that that is part of your own experience is that your own background is that why you chose tourism or did you see that there's a potential to leverage tourism as you if you compare to other Southeast Asian countries and you see our tourism industry is still very underdeveloped Well, it, it frankly isn't that underdeveloped. I mean, you know, I think it was in 2018 or 19, right prior to COVID and the first year after COVID, I, I think they did 42 billion in both in and outbound travel and tourism. So that's not a small market at all. That's U.S. dollars too, not peso. But yeah, look, our background is travel, right? I spent almost 28 years in travel. Uh, Simple Nights core was travel. The technology platform initially was built around travel and tourism. It made it really easy for us to build the system and, and you know, bring what I believe to be is, is a very kind of new age, new sophisticated, you know, digital transformation platform to the Philippines and tap into an absolutely enormous market. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning to wherever you're watching or listening to my podcast here in the Philippines and all over the world. And welcome to my podcast, the RJ Ledesma Podcast. In my podcast, I like to talk to the country's pioneering business personalities and trailblazing entrepreneurs to learn more about how they think about doing business. What are their success secrets? Can we replicate those success secrets in our own businesses? How have they innovated, pivoted? evolve their businesses during this pandemic and what opportunities do they see emerging in the new new normal scenario now is there a business personality or entrepreneur that you would like me to interview here on the podcast please let me know i would love to learn from them as well just drop me a message at the same time we are live right now here on kumo and on youtube tonight on our podcast a pioneering new app called sige gold Sigigo is powered by the technology of Simple Night. It's set to change the game for how you explore the Philippines. Simple Night will make the most of the Philippines tourism as boundless opportunities rather lie in this sector of the country which promote truly Filipino pride. Poised to be an omni-channel platform of the country, Sigigo curated experiences that will revolutionize one's exploration here of the country with user-friendly technology and its vast offerings of bookable products and services. With that, I'd like to welcome the founder and president of Sigigo. Please welcome on my show, David Palmieri. Uh, calling in all the way from where, David? From New Jersey. From New Jersey. Thanks so much for waking up early for this one. Thank you for having me, Artie. So what time is it over there, if you don't mind? So people just know how early you woke up for me. Yeah, it's 7 a.m. Oh, well, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> and you were just here a couple of you were you were just here a couple of weeks ago uh, to launch Sigigo in the Philippines. Is that right? Oh, that's correct. Yeah, uh, I I was there just about a week ago, and uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And congratulations to you, and of course to your partner uh, for putting this fantastic business up to help the Philippines. Um, again, as we often invite people as they start off with the podcast. Uh, give us a better idea. What's the elevator pitch? What exactly is Sigigo all about? Well, you know, the elevator pitch really is is a, a state of the art uh, omni channel uh, platform, really that is designed uh, to not just improve or promote inbound or outbound travel to the country of the Philippines, but also really to bleed into the everyday lives of Filipinos, right? So it is is not purely just travel focused; it is also lifestyle focused, which 
you know, our hope is that it will improve the everyday lives of, of Filipinos, right? So it, it won't be just about booking a flight or hotel, but really those everyday things that a mom or dad or someone needs to do, whether it's taking your, you know, your kid to a karate lesson or, or a spa or dance lessons. So it really is designed to bleed into, into the everyday lives of, of, of the user. Got that. And we're using sort of like travel as the springboard to create this omni-channel. Is that right? That, yeah, that's correct. It, it's really the easiest segue into it. Um, we have a lot of experience there. So, you know, being able to provide the key travel categories, uh, you know, like air, hotel, ground, um, parking, dining, nightlife, tours, activities, events, uh, th those cruise, th those are really quite easy for us to do. Uh, especially with, you know, the technology backbone of Simple Night, it's it's really has has been there, done that, right? So it makes it, it much easier. And and then as it evolves, and you start gathering this user data, and and really allow us to then really identify key areas that we believe will improve the lifestyles of of the Filipinos, and then then it will eventually start to add these categories as the platform uh, grows. Thanks so much. We've got people already uh, chiming in over here on our comment box. Thanks so much, Al Iza, thanking us, uh, sending us a heart emoji. Thanks so much, Al Iza. And we also have uh, Athena Catrice, uh, hashtag Sigigo. Thanks so much for listening into the podcast here right now. Um, David, I, I like how we're, we're discussing um, the whole idea of vision of where Sigigo will be. Uh, but there are people, I, I remember when my dad was, was still alive and he would listen into the show, some concepts were just, you know, He's a business guy, but you know, very brick and mortar, understands traditional business. What you said might have, might have flown over his head. Can you help us laymanize exactly what would be the experience of, of somebody using Sigigo so that they can get a better appreciation right now? Well, I mean, that's that's the key of omni-channel, right? So the omni-channel uh, really is is multiple channels that allows us to distribute the content uh, through through multiple uh, forms, like so, a mobile app, right? Uh, it, you know, in dash in your head unit of your vehicle, uh, through smart homes, but it also has a, a very brick and mortar traditional interface that will allow someone to pick up the phone, call a contact center, and have them walk them through what they want to do. So it, it still it still has a very traditional brick and mortar omni channel, and I, I I've said it before. You know, my my father, uh, brilliant orthopedic surgeon, but get him to book something on a mobile phone. He's lucky he could even call you on the mobile phone, let alone uh, <laughs> you know, let alone book a you know a seven day vacation on it. So it was really important to make sure that we can reach any demographic, uh, irrespective of uh, economic status or skill or knowledge. It's, it's something that was really important to us to make sure that we were able to provide that same service no matter what. Got that. I just want to go back again to the chat box. Thanks again to my friend Mark Esguera. Let's pull up his comment, Zeke. He's saying a great discussion. And to my good friend, uh, we also have here uh, Jack Yu. Hi, Jack. How are you? Jack is saying, can't wait. Amazing platform. Thanks so much, Jack, for listening. And Athena Akatri uh, saying, hi, RJ. Hi, David. Thanks so much uh, for listening in on... on on this podcast. Uh, let's get back into this discussion right now, David. Now, uh, we're going to really expand our understanding and appreciation of Sigigo. But in the meantime, what I often find very interesting is when many expats or many, or many uh, you know, foreigners come to the Philippines and see a lot of potential in the country because sometimes, you know, Filipinos, uh, you know, and sometimes you can help it, they, they find greener pastures abroad to work, right? But there are people like sometimes, you know, there are many companies like Kumu was set up by, you know, Filipino Americans who saw the Philippines as, as you know, this is a gold by a lot of things to do over here. They come back to set up their businesses here. And yourself, you're seeing the business in the Philippines as one of a lot of opportunities, especially in travel. Can you just help us better understand what is your perspective? Why are you seeing that there's so much potential here in the Philippines to do business, especially uh, when it starts off with travel because you seem to be a well-traveled uh, individual, but you said, Let's start this opportunity here in the Philippines. Well, I have a little bit of an advantage, I, I think, right? The first is my childhood best friend and co-founder, Salito Reyes, uh, you know, born in the Philippines. Uh, so I, I've, I've been exposed to the Filipino culture since I'm a very young, young boy. Uh, 
that's really the first. Uh, you know, the second is my stepmother was Filipino, so I, I I was raised in a you know an Italian Filipino household a little bit. But I, I started doing business in the Philippines over 22 years ago. So so I I, I you know I've I've had a lot of exposure to it for many years. You know, if you asked me this question 22 years ago, I, I probably wouldn't have a good answer for you. <laughs> and and over the years, you know, I've really seen the country evolve. It's it's ap- absolutely incredible. It's remarkable. And you know, 22 years ago, I don't believe there was a very visible middle class, right? Uh, it was either very wealthy, very poor. And you know, over the years of coming back and working with different airlines or hotels in the region. Uh, you started to see this country really boom and grow. And today, there is a very visible middle class, right, that you just never have never seen before. And understanding the culture, understanding the people, it really made it very easy for us to make this decision to say, look, this is really the place to go. You know, one of the largest countries in the world. It's one of the most beautiful countries in the world. And frankly, the people are just absolutely incredible. Right. So it really made it easy for me, Salito and Mark to make that decision to say, look, let's let's really embrace this. Let's head back to the Philippines, (laughs) especially for Salito. Right. Because it's a dream his father had for many years. So. uh, So, yeah, it, it, it was really kind of in that no brainer box, if you will. Right. To just to just say, look, this is the place. Uh, and and that's it. We we started the the journey about a year, a little over a year ago. Why in particular choose tourism as the industry? Because I mean to say, I, I I know you've seen the potential for the Philippines, right? From, from what you said, it's it's very inspiring. But among the different industries which you chose, why go in tourism? Is that something that that is part of your own experience? Is that your own background? Is that why you chose tourism, or did you see that there's a potential to leverage tourism as you if you compare it to other Southeast Asian countries and you see our tourism industry still very underdeveloped. Well, it, it frankly isn't that underdeveloped. I mean, you, you know, I think it was in 2018 or 19, right prior to COVID and the first year after COVID, I, I think they did 42 billion in both in and outbound travel and tourism. So that is not a small market at all. That's US dollars too, not pesos. But yeah, our background is travel, right? I've spent almost 28 years in travel. Uh, Simple Nights core was travel. The technology platform initially was built around travel and tourism. It made it really easy for us to build the system and, and you know, bring what I believe to be is, is a very kind of new age, new sophisticated, you know, digital transformation platform to the Philippines and tap into an absolutely enormous market. Got that. Uh, again, going back to the comment section, you've got Catherine Picante over here saying, excited for this super platform. Thanks so much, uh, Catherine. And uh, of course, we've got a friend from sigigo.ph saying, woohoo, thanks so much, sigigo.ph. I just want to be clear, uh, people who want to visit right now the platform, where can they check it out? Is it on an app store or is it right now, on, on, is it web-based? So, so right now, the, the launch we did was a soft launch uh, and, and it's in beta. And everyone that attended or that was invited to that event will receive a, an email. They'll be able to download it. Uh, so it's still it's still private, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and our really the logic behind that, RG, was to have a a large group of users to beta test this because because we can you know you know the trick when breaking into countries is you know we we could bring the platform in, we could bring the tech in, we could bring all of that. But what you can't bring is that last mile, right? The, the ability to localize the application, which is really critical because the best people to do that are the Filipinos. So we, we will beta test it over the next 90 days. And the, the official launch, national launch, right now will be either the last weekend of September or first weekend of October. And then, yes, you'll be able to download it in the App Store or Android stores. Right now, if people are watching us right now live, you can see uh, we've actually visited sigego.ph so you can see uh, what they've got over there. You'll never know until you go, sigego. And uh, we've got Mark Esguera over here. Thanks, Mark, for listening. He's saying very promising, uh, excited for the site. Um, just curious, how did you come up with the name uh, sigego? Is that, is that, was that from you? Because you got that from your uh, Filipina, <laughs> Filipina stepmom or was that from your Filipino partner? Well, well, funny story is, you know, one of our directors of sales had this kind of vision years ago of, of trying to build a local app for Cebu. 
and he he got it started and, and wireframed and and he had this name Seagate Go. And you know, when we brought him on, it, it just it literally was perfect. We just said, look, there's no reason to look any further. It's a perfect name. It's okay, let's go. And that was it. We we never looked back. Got that. And you were talking about there's a Seagate Go and you also have is that right? Is that Spotlight? Is that the name of the company? The so, so no simple night. Simple night. Sorry about simple okay. night. So for simple night, can you help me better understand? Simple night is is that your software development com- uh, company in the states? Or? Well, well, simple night is the omni-channel platform, right? So it's uh, it, it it is a software tech company. Um, you know, we we started. Well, Mark, the founder, started twelve years ago. Uh, we built the first system. Um, hit COVID. <laughs> uh, and then decided to re-architect the system and shift focus. But yeah, it's, it, is, it is the backbone. It is the technology platform. Uh, it provides everything, really, uh, from the payment modules to the back end to, uh, you know, different interfaces for suppliers and, and um, users and stuff like that. So, so that's a, that really is, I guess you can say software development, but, but that's, that is the backbone of, of CKGO. And just to clarify for people listening to us right now, what exactly do you mean when you say omnichannel? So omnichannel means multiple channel, right? So it's, it's, it's means kind of any channel, right? And what I mean is, you know, those are, or the ways we distribute the content. So the CKGO mobile app that everyone says it's the super app is a channel, right? So that's for a mobile user. Um, the question or comment you had earlier about your father or your parents being brick and mortar channel, right? Facebook channel, TikTok, Instagram, uh, online version. So those are all channels. So that's what omni-channel means. So it, it really means that we will we will distribute the the content, the bookability, the experience through multiple channels, not just one or two. If you don't mind, I know we talked about just the size of the Philippine tourism industry, how much business it was doing. And but I just want your perspective because you say that you've been doing tourism in, in you know, I guess in the States, in different countries, you've seen the potential. What are you seeing also as I would guess the USP or the the unique selling proposition or the competitive advantage of Philippine tourism that you think still you know can still be further leveraged uh, if you compare us to other Southeast Asian countries? Because they often say, you know. Thailand's a very unique, if, if like for a Westerner, like some of the states, you're probably the most comfortable here just because of the language and, and the familiarity with Western culture. And there are more exotic countries that they can visit from, I guess, a Western perspective. But what makes the Philippines, uh, you know, very enticing, I guess, for tourism that you still want to, to leverage? Well, I, I think the first thing is the people. Uh, I, I've said it time and time again. I, I think, you know, I've, I've visited 127 countries in my life and some absolutely breathtaking, beautiful, and some very scary. And, and a lot of countries, like they, they have amazing things to do and see. And, uh, but I think the one thing that separates the Philippines from the rest of the world really is the culture. It's the people. Um, you know, I, 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 like I said, I've been doing business here 22 years. I don't think I've met one person that I didn't like. They're just very kind. They're welcoming and warming. And, you know, it's not that other countries are not. Uh, but they seem just very special, right? A lot of pride uh, the Filipinos have. Um, that's, to me, one huge differentiator because they will embrace it, right? They, they love it. You know, the second is it's really one of the most beautiful places on earth. I mean, if, if you look at the, the different islands and, you know, the, the food, the, uh, and, and to me, it's virtually untapped. I mean, I, you know, in some of the exercises we did with influencers and even our own team, you know, they too realize it's, it's really untapped. I mean, there's places that they have never been or seen or heard of in their own country. Right. So uh, I, I just think it's, it's a great market. I think it's perfectly positioned for all of Asia pack. You know, it allows you to bleed into Thailand and Singapore and Indonesia, Malaysia, Japan, so I, I think it's there's a lot of factors to it. I, uh, you know, the, the the evolving nation status helps, right? So it really it really screams for innovation. Um, 
they're, you know, versus the U.S. or some more advanced countries, it, it allows us to do a lot more, have a greater impact, drive a lot of value. So there, there's numerous reasons, really. Got that. And then uh, as we move forward and look at the, you know, how we're, gro- we're going to be growing the, the Philippine tourism market, I'm also curious. I mean, you came here and, you know, I, I look at it that you've got, is that right, one Filipino, Filipino-American on the team uh, and yourself and your last partner, is he Filipino as well or is he Filipino-American as well? Uh, so, so there's four of us, right? Um, that's Mark Halberstein and Mark is the founder CEO of Simple Night. Then Salito Reyes, who's also the CTO of Simple Night, but yes, born in the Philippines. And then Sandra De La Cruz, uh, who is born and raised in the Philippines. Got that. Um, and usually, if you, if you come, you know, many people have great ideas, right? But it's all in the execution and, and getting it on the ground and running. So I'm just curious to find out, okay, I want to do this business in the Philippines. And there's a difference between I want to do this business in the Philippines and I'm going to run this business. I mean, what was next? So you had the idea, you had, you had, you had Simple Nights app, uh, the software to do it. How did you actually go about Because it's not an easy business. You I mean, tourism, there's a whole ecosystem and a lot of suppliers over there. How, do you, how were you able to bring them into, uh, into Sige Go? Well, it, you know, it, it started, uh, I, I was attending an aviation conference in the UK a couple of years ago. And we were talking about digital transformation, consumer experience, uh, primarily for airlines. And there were quite a few folks that were there attending from the Department of Transportation and Travel and Tourism Bureau of the Philippines. When we got off the panel, they, you know, they wanted to speak to me about, you know, how could someone, you know, like the Travel and Tourism Bureau leverage a, a platform like this so that they could drive more value to a lot of their businesses. And that's really how it started. So after several meetings going back and forth, you know, working with them on analysis, looking at the data, um, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 we, we made the decision that, you know, this, well, Philippines is the way to go. Second, it also really makes it easy when you have a system like Simple Night as the backbone, because, you know, you, you don't have to take years to develop the system. The system's developed. So now it really becomes more commercial execution than it is operational execution or technical execution. And yes, there are still some issues, not, I don't want to say issues, but things you have to do, right? Making sure you're ARC certified, NIATA certified and, and incorporated and, and all of those things that you would naturally do anywhere, right? It certainly helps having locals there involved in it. It helps expedite that. It's, there's no learning curve. So, you know, we understand how everything works politically, what we have to do, how we get it done. Uh, it made it very, very easy. Then, you know, you look at the market and, and you see all of these different suppliers all over the country that are just just screaming for innovation. Uh, makes it really pretty easy to do. You, you know, you bring in the right team, you bring in the right marketing and branding, like with Active Social and Branded. So, so the difference here really is, is more on on the commercial execution than it is anything else. For businesses starting, you know, to just come into the Philippines and build this thing, it, it's it's a beast. It would take millions of dollars think, to do. That's what, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it's, it's really it, it's it's a monumental effort. So I, I think if we had to build this thing from the ground up, you know, may, maybe we would not have done it. But w- when you have what we have, it, it really. It closes that gap. It, it, it closes this, the, the you know the, the the time frame in which it takes to do this. So that really is a an advantage. You know, we have over a lot of other people that try to do this anywhere. Frankly, it, it doesn't matter where you are. But it, it did certainly made it a lot easier. And and those are to me those are the very difficult things to overcome. Payments. You know how you deal with payments. How you deal with um, point of sale systems and things like that. And you know, and there's still some localization that you have to do, right? And and those are still very difficult, and currently still working on them. Um, but but it's it's a lot easier to just put the put the focus on those things rather than having to really focus on building this thing from the ground up and stuff like that. So so it made it really much easier for us to do. I understand, and uh, well, I want to just say uh, shout out again to the other people commenting here on the chat box. 
Uh, we have over here uh, Billy Bang, big fan of Big Hand Fury, saying, We love you, David. And uh, <laughs> thanks so much, Billy. And we also have Jackie again. Thanks so much, Jack. Really keeping tags on our interview, saying, Amazing interview. Thanks so much. If you guys have questions that you want to ask, uh, David, please feel free uh, to post them in the chat box. I'll try to get them, get them to him. Now, um, what I want to ask you right now, usually when people think about developing a platform or an app, really, they say, okay, this is trying to disrupt this or this, this industry was ripe for disruption because there was something that was there that wasn't being done, a pain point that wasn't being properly addressed. What did you see that here in the Philippines? You were saying that you, know, you met the suppliers in the region. They were clamoring for innovation. What did you see wasn't working that you could disrupt with Sigigo? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I, 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 I think, you know, it's not only specifically to CGIGO. I, I think the industry in itself is, is ripe for disruption, really, <laughs> worldwide, not, not just the Philippines. Um, but when you look at you know, the current distribution channels there, uh, very traditional, good, great companies. I'm, you know, I have nothing negative really to say about any of them, but, you know, they're traditional, right? And, and it makes it easy to disrupt that. Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons why we focused in lifestyle because, you know, the, the lifestyle features of the platform when bleeding into the everyday lives of consumers is extremely disruptive very, very disruptive, very difficult to compete with too, because it really becomes the go-to solution for everybody every day. It's not just about, you know, I want to book a trip somewhere now, right? And, you know, the buying behaviors and addiction to this, these types of applications or loyalty, um, it's, it's tremendous, right? And, and even myself, you know, I'm a United Airlines junkie. I, I live on United Airlines. So I'm addicted to getting the miles and the points. And, you know, I don't care what airline in the world comes and says, look, you know, bring your business here. It's not happening. Right? <laughs> I'm staying on United and that's it, right? So it's, it's, it's things like that, you know, that, that, that really give us a, a slight competitive advantage, you know, when, when breaking into new regions like this. The, the second, I, again, I'm going to go back to the, to the pride of the Filipinos, right? This was, you know, built by Filipinos, for Filipinos, and, and you know, I, I believe that they will embrace it. Okay. Um, so I, 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 I'm actually getting pretty excited about this discussion. And the way that I want to frame this, this next part is, is this way for CEGO. Let's say, for example, this was a traditional way for us to be able to book a tour in the Philippines, and I was coming here. Let's say, for, is this app? Sorry, was this app meant to be for people traveling, to, uh, expats, or tourists coming to the Philippines, or domestic tourism, or for both? All of the above. All of the above. Okay, got that. So, for example, I am a, uh, a foreign tourist coming to the Philippines, um, and I want to book a flight. I want to go to the Philippines, book a flight, get a hotel, and visit different areas in the Philippines. Right. There's a traditional way of doing that one. What is now the disrupted or Sigigo way of going to that same experience that makes it a lot different and more, I guess, seamless and more frictionless for him that you are that you are disrupting? Well, there, there are a couple of things. The, the first is the single settlement feature, uh, which is um, quite unique. And that means that the, the consumer, the user can basically put everything into a shopping cart similar to Amazon. 
right? And they'll pay one time. So that experience is, is certainly disruptive. It's a differentiator. And really the second is, again, because it bleeds into what they're going to do on the trip is, is we're very journey focused. It's not just about the bookends. It's really important to put a big focus on what happens when you get there, right? So now it becomes the go-to app the minute I land, right? So welcome to the Philippines. You know, here's your Cigago app. Uh, you know, it, it just allows you to do things while you're there. Uh, makes it very easy to buy things, add things, change things. So it's it's really, uh, again, I, I, I think because, you know, you bleed into the lifestyle of a user, you know, and that lifestyle could be a vacation. It doesn't necessarily need to be, you know, karate lessons or having pizza delivered for my kids. It, it could be, you know, I'm on a bucket list trip. I, uh, you know, we're, we're visiting the Philippines for the first time. Uh, the user experience and booking was was seamless. Uh, now I arrive and, and I basically have a concierge in my pocket to help guide me through the rest of the journey. And and it it, it makes it very easy for, for the user. So that means that if I if I get to the Philippines, you it'll take I don't have to book a taxi or book a whatever. It just it, you just go on the app. It's all there. Yep. Everything will be there. And all the payment systems can be all through the app as well. All there. Uh, restaurant reservations. If there's things happening, you know, we could notify the app that, hey, don't miss this a special event happening on such and such a date. Get your tickets here. You know, so everything's in the app. Um, which again, it just it just makes the experience while in destination. Uh, much easier. There, look, there are lots. There's lots of innovation around that. Lots of airlines are focusing on it. Some amazing programs, you know, that Iceland Air, Tap Air Portugal, you know, stopover programs. But again, they brilliant. Love them. Nothing negative to say, other than the fact that they're not bookable, right? So it just it's more about informing the user or the traveler of what there is to do there which means uh, you know, that I have to go and find it. And if there's seven things that, let's say, that airline recommends, I may have to go to seven different places to book it. I see. I see. You know, here, it, it, it's, I'm going to make these recommendations. I go to one place, and I can book all seven things. So, so again, it's, it, you know, the, the user experience, I think, is, is far superior than anything. In other words, uh, you see you go up, you can find the recommendations, book the recommendations, and pay the recommendations all in the same app. In, that's correct. Yep. And, that's, and also manage them. So, so now also manage them, which is important. So, so, you know, once they're booked, they're stored, you have the ability to go back, refer, change, cancel. You have the call center, the contact center. So if there's an issue, you can call right from the app to the contact center. They have full access to the itinerary. They can adjust things. So really it's, it's, it's like a high end concierge for everybody. Okay. Now, having said that, um, my next question is that, there's so there's a lot of that's great because there's a universe of services uh, that you can get. So my next question, and coming from where I, I you know I, I have a small I, I run a small food business incubator, is how do you populate the app? Because like for my, my job is to populate my market. How do you populate the app, especially if it's a new app, to bring all these different services in there? I mean, especially uh, right now that you're starting off. Well, it, it's there's nothing magical about that. <laughs> it's very traditional. You hire good salespeople and they, you know, they get out there in the market, which we do. We have an amazing sales team, um, you know, and they get out there and, and they, they knock on doors, right? You have hunters and farmers and, you know, it's, it's, and so far they've done an absolutely amazing job, right? Being able to get out there, uh, meet with the, with these suppliers, you know, we, we are noticing too, you know, the, they're just screaming for innovation. The, the suppliers have amazing things to do, but they just don't have the platforms to help them do it. So it's, it's you know, there's nothing really magical about that. It's, it's very traditional. You know, it's, it's getting the right sales team, the right management team, um, the right strategies. And then, like you said earlier, it's really about execution. And for Simple Light, am I to understand correctly that it has other business interests in the U.S. and its its sole business interest here right now is the Philippines is to develop Sigigo or is Sigigo the main project of, of Simple Night? No, no, no. It's 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 got major business interests worldwide, not just the United States. You know, we're uh, we have seven other countries in line to launch already. Um, we but we did promise and guarantee the Philippines that you would be the first. 
Um, so there's Sri Lanka's coming, Uruguay, Colombia. We're in conversations with Jordan and, and France. Uh, but yeah, we, we, you know, we are uh, a big supplier and a book on Google, we go, we power, we go, Microsoft book on Bing, Gentex. There's, there's quite a bit in, in the U S as well. So it's, it's not just the Philippines. So in other words, you're, you're starting off um, here in the Philippines for this, this type of, uh, the travel only platform. Well, yeah, so, so SimpleNight is a B2B system, right? So it's it, this is our very first B2C deployment. I see. So we are, you know, we're a behind the scenes company. We're very stealth. You don't know that we're behind it. You don't know that we're powering it. And we, you know, we like it that way. Um, you know, but this is our first B2C deployment, um, which has been very interesting. <laughs> actually very exciting. I, I actually like it. Um if you asked Mark seven years ago, if, if he said, David, I want to go B2C, I would have jumped out a window. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, you know, direct to consumer is very difficult. Um, but uh, so far, so good. We, we've seemed to be doing it right. Um, but again, it, it helps when you have, you have an amazing leadership team. You've got great operations guys. You have great technical guys. Um, and it's just a really super state-of-the-art platform, so it, it really makes it very easy for us. If you don't mind me asking as well, you know, I often have startups over here on, on the show. And, you know, there's their basic stories, bootstrapping, angel investor, series A, right? I mean, from where they're coming from. But from my understanding, Simplet is an established privately held company in the States. Uh, they're coming to the Philippines, setting up this app. Uh, is it just investing? Is Simplet investing? in Sigigo or is Sigigo being treated all sort of like, you, here's your own budget, run like a startup? Uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind um, me asking that question. You know, really a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think, you know, Simple Night really is a JV partner. At Aquila, which is the, the company that, that I'm CEO of, is, is a shareholder investor in Simple Night. And the Adekil is really the funding source, uh, along with IntelliBeast, which is, you know, Salido's, Slido's company, but uh, yeah, no, it's 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 being funded by us right now. So so we're we're the sole funding source, and you know when you have a, a company like Simple Night that provides the tech, it's it's worth a tremendous amount of money, right? It it makes it a lot easier. It's it's a significant advantage than than traditional startups where they are bootstrapped. You know they're running on fumes. They're mostly selling vaporware you know, until they can get that first customer and they're trying to drive value so that that seed round doesn't, you know, take their firstborn. We don't have that problem. So it, it is it is a, a little bit of a, a different startup, if you will, <laughs> right? Because in, in essence, it really isn't. Uh, it's being backed and, and supported by well-established companies. Okay. And if I refer back to the earlier part of our conversation, you were saying that, you know, travel is just sort of like the springboard that jumps into more of what you can do with that. It becomes a lifestyle app. Can you help us better understand how that how Sigigo makes that transition from just being a travel and tourism sort of uh, platform becoming a lifestyle platform? Well, for each of the regions we're deploying, and we're you know we've got some some strong BAs that are analyzing as well as the beta testers that will use it. Uh, to to recommend the, the key lifestyle enhancers for the Filipino. And it's not easy. So the system can handle it. The architecture can handle it. Um, where we reach hurdles that we will build or go around is trying to aggregate the lifestyle content. They're, they're, you know, when you start with travel, it's very easy to get air. It's very easy to get hotel. You know, it's very easy to get tours, activities. But when you bleed into lifestyle, you know, for example, there isn't one system, if you will, that aggregates karate schools for the Philippines. It, it's it's really difficult, and that's you, you're going to rely very heavily on the sales team again. You're going to go back and rely very heavily on the tech to build those interfaces so that. You know, someone that owns a nail salon or a spa or a karate school can put that content in the system and make it bookable. It's, it, to me, it's one of the moats that we, you know, Mark likes to say we put a moat around it, and it is a moat. And the supply manager and the back-end system is, is extremely unique, very robust, very flexible. It allows 
you know, any type of company, if it's sellable or bookable, to put their content there and sell it. But, um, you know, the effort is, is, is substantial. It, you know, it, it's, it's not just a simple API into a huge system that provides millions of bookable things in two weeks. It takes, takes a lot of work. And that's really the focus now. That's where we are, right? So those those nine categories, the travel, uh, you know, very easy to get those live, very easy to start to bleed into the to the travel sector. And then, you know, as we start to identify the key four, five, six, seven, ten areas that bleed into lifestyle, you know, our architecture allows that to happen very quickly. But but and then the sales team will go out and, and ensure that that they get the right people in the system. Got that. And we also have right now, uh, going back to the comment section, you've got Yanka said, giving us a round of applause. Thank you so much, uh, Yanka said, uh, for listening in. And we also have uh, Lich Azaro watching from Abu Dhabi. That's uh, Rick and Malin. Thanks so much. Assalamu alaikum to you guys. Thanks for listening to the program. Um, now, I, I want to move on a bit more. And, and as, as you look, as you've been studying, like you said, you have to really study the Philippine tourism industry. I want to ask you, since a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, MSMEs, micro, small, medium enterprises around the country might be listening here right now. What do you still see as the business opportunities uh, that are still that are still abounding, that, that haven't reached their full potential or where Filipinos can still get into in the tourism ecosystem that you think will grow in a couple of years that people should really invest their time and resources? In? Good question. Uh... <laughs> To me, I, I think one of the biggest gaps really is payments. Uh, I think, which again, uh, you know, I can't speak too much about it because it is one of the biggest moats that we do have around us is the payment side. Um, I think, you know, aggregation systems, you know, where they can get a lot of the, what we call long tail content into a single system makes it much easier. They all need it. Um, Systems, uh, aggregation systems for lifestyle is just untapped. There's a massive gap. No one has it. You know, being able to take bars and restaurants and, and you know, yes, companies like Grab have the ability to have food delivered. And there are some companies out there that that will provide static content of, you know, where to dine. But there is there are no systems really out there that that aggregate all of that content to make it easier for companies like us to come in and then drive the the, the demand to it. So to me, you know, those are those are key areas, uh, you know, that I would focus on. So you'd have people develop their own sort of mini marketplaces, which they can put onto uh, to yeah, I mean it's it's it is a gap. It's and it's not only a gap in the Philippines. I mean, it's a gap worldwide, really. Um, you know, and, and, you know, we do have the ability to do it, but again, you know, for speed to market, sometimes it's easier for us to just write a single API and pull all that content in than having to go and, and, and put, you know, 20,000 suppliers into a system. It just takes a lot of time, uh, you know, and, and for us, it's more about speed, you know, uh, to market. So I see the gaps there, uh, for sure. Um, you know, and, and there's, you know, there is no disruption in ride share. There is no disruption in certain areas, you know, where, where the country is screaming for some competitors to come in and, and start to, to add value or differentiation, uh, in certain parts of, of travel. Now, how about, um, in terms of travel per se, are there specific travel experiences or unexplored areas that you're still seeing? That, that can still that can still further grow um, if you compare us to other countries or on an absolute basis are there areas or experiences that you think we can still improve on or you know make more popular well, well you in the as the as it pertains to the Philippines or in general in the in the Philippines that you think oh. that, that we can still further oh my gosh for sure I mean the the, the country's virtually untapped I mean it, it's it's you know the, the the night of the launch and some of the conversations we had with a lot of the people they're just you know, they don't, they, they just don't realize how much there is to do in their own country. I mean, it, same in the U S right. You, you sit here and you, you, you know, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world and all we want to do is travel outside of it. But, you know, 
Have you ever stood, you know, and looked into the Grand Canyon? Uh, have you ever gone to Yellowstone? Have you, you know, it's an absolutely breathtakingly beautiful country. And, and, but everyone wants to travel abroad, right? We want to go to Europe. We want to go to Asia. We want, um, so it's the same thing, right? I mean, I, I think the Philippines is breathtaking. The beaches, the culture, the mountains, the fishing, the, the scuba diving. I mean, it's just endless amount of things to do almost year round, right? It, it's, uh, you do have some seasonality issues with your rainy season and typhoons and stuff like that. But for the most part, you know, you probably have a good solid eight months of seasonality where you can travel. It's, um, you know, so I, I think it is, in my opinion, you know, look, I've been coming there 22 years. I've only been to Cebu, right? I, I, I have to travel throughout this country to, to see it, you know, all the things there is to do. It's just, in my opinion, untapped. Not that. I've got an interesting question coming in um, in the chat box from Susanna Halatin saying, what are the core values of CGGO as an emerging company? Interesting because, yeah, sometimes you want to know what are the top two to three things that you guys, what's your North Star, I guess, uh, for the company? Or what is the purpose of CGGO as a company? The why? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the, the purpose was to improve the lifestyles of the Filipino people, right? I mean, to, to bring innovation, to enhance their lifestyle really, um, at its core, right? We, we are here to not just improve the lifestyles of the Filipino people, but also the, the companies in the Philippines, right? Um, there are a lot of amazing products and services that are struggling because they don't have visibility or distribution. You know, our model is, is very, you know, supplier friendly. You know, we, you know, we want to grow them. We don't want to hurt them. Right. We, we don't look to take a huge chunk of their business. We take very little, if any, at all. Right. So it's it's really about an improving the lifestyle f for everybody. Not that. You know, David, I didn't realize that, you know, we've actually been talking for almost an hour here right now and a lot of great insights coming in. And as we start wrapping up this discussion, um, I know that you had a wealth of experience working here in the Philippines, working all over the world. If you don't mind, as, as we share to the entrepreneurs uh, listening to the podcast here right now, maybe you could share with them some great advice, three to four management hacks or success secrets which you wish you had learned when you were starting off that, that you're willing to pass on right now to the younger generation. What would be those pieces of advice? Well, I, I think the first thing as an entrepreneur, you, you really have to take risk. You have to trust your gut. You have to do it. And you cannot be afraid of failure because failure, in my opinion, is the greatest learning lesson, right? I have failed many times. I've fallen flat on my face. So if, if you really try to predict the perfect solution, don't bother. That's not entrepreneurial, <laughs> right? Do not put yourself in analysis paralysis and, and try to avoid failure. Failure is very important. It, it is the greatest or one of the greatest learning lessons. Um, the, so it's, it, that is really critical to me. I, I think, you know, there are lots of brilliant entrepreneurs out there, but they just, they just don't want to take risk. And to me, that's a key. You, you have to be able to, to take risk. The next really, I, I think is, is surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you are. Right? And that's something I've also learned the hard way. Right. Um, and now I do, right. I, I surround myself with people that are smarter than me and I trust them. Trust is really important. You have to rely on your team. You cannot be the only person flat does not work. Right. It's just, it just doesn't initially it does, you know, when you're in your, your seed stages, but eventually you've got to be willing to bring in the right people. And really I, I've also, surrounded myself with a lot of great mentors and you're you're really never too old to learn right at 51 years old i still go back to my mentors for advice it's it's really important to rely on them and you know i i've always said this and i'm not afraid to say it you know there was a lot of luck in my career i surrounded myself with the right people at the right time and i still have them as advisors today almost 20 something years later and I still rely on them. And it's, it's really important. Um, you know, I, I, I think it was Les Brown, the motivational speaker says, you know, perfection does not exist and they should remove it from the dictionary, take it out. You know, you can achieve, you could try to achieve perfection, but if you, if you think you're going to be perfect, it's not going to happen. You just have to really do your best 
uh, and try to achieve your best, but just realize that achieving perfection could be the, you know, something that really hurts you. Perfection could be your downfall. It can. Yeah, That's for right. sure. And they're really priceless pieces of advice. Thanks so much for sharing, David. In fact, your friends from Sigego.ph saying over here, very well said. Again, thanks so much uh, to Sigego. Uh, Dave, before we let you go, a bit more about, about uh, Sigego. What are the key milestones that we can expect for Sigego in the next couple of months? Well, the first milestone is getting through the beta, you know, with, with the several hundred people that are involved in it. Uh, it's a key milestone, really working on, I don't want to say improving the app, I, you know, but working on the localization, it's a significant milestone. We've, we've got to achieve that because, you know, we've built the platform at 90%. That last 10% needs to be really driven by the, the beta users. Uh, the, the next really milestone will be achieving the full launch into September, October. Um, uh, you know, in, in what we would say really a, a prime time ready, you know, ready platform. So there is a lot of work that we have to do. Um, as I said earlier, it's not, it's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Um, but it's, it's to me, the most critical right now is getting through this beta. Um, and that is going to be a lot of work. It's, it's, it's tremendous because when those users use it and, and, you know, we'll send you a link RJ uh, so that you can participate as well um, is to me is absolutely critical to get that right uh, for the launch in October. And hopefully I'll see you all again in the launch in October. Thanks so much for guesting over here, Dave Palmieri, uh, all the way from New Jersey. Looking forward to seeing you here again in the Philippines. So for those who want to check out right now, Sigigo has, has uh, you can check out their, uh, their website, sigigo.ph. And with that, thanks so much for Dave for guesting here. Time to go back to sleep now. Again, thanks. So much. <laughs> no, I have a busy day. So. <laughs> thanks for your time. We really appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Podcast. We'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.